Hey, can I tell you a secret? The secret to getting a great shave without any nicks, cuts, or irritation isn't three or four blades, a soap strip, or a swivel head. It's just supporting the blade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just supporting the blade. Don't let it flex or bend. That's the secret to limiting shaving irritation. At Henson Shaving, we use our 20 years of aerospace manufacturing to keep the blade from moving. It's not the coolest answer, but it's the right one. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to hensonshaving.com holiday. Discover, this is Daniela. Hi, it's Jennifer Coolidge. I just want to thank you for making me feel so special. I earned cash back on debit for my dinner party groceries. That's great. But with Discover Cashback Debit, we give everyone cash back on everyday purchases. Anything else I can help you with? Do you like asparagus and mushroom sorbet? I've got leftovers. Introducing Discover Cashback Debit, a checking account with cash back. It pays to Discover. Eligibility in terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. It's the Custard TV Live podcast. Do you know what that sounded like to me? Oh, what? It just sounded like Peter Griffin the whole time. It just sounded <laughs> like when when Peter Griffin does a theme tune, it just sounds... <laughs> That was Gary doing the It's the Custard TV podcast in the style of the Doctor Who theme tune, in case it wasn't overtly obvious. My name's Luke, I'm the only one of the podcast team that I know of uh, that is currently sporting that manly, manly thing of a hot water bottle. Oh dear, how old are you again? Today I think I turned about 62. Yeah, you're older than me. (laughs) Yes. The demographic of the podcast has gone up slightly. Uh, Matt's in the northern area. Hello. Hello. And uh, Gary's in the London quarter. Bonjour. TV news reviews and previews now, Gary. Yeah. Have we got the quiz? Because I've seen no telly, so all I'm basically here for is the quiz. I have I have a variant of the quiz. Oh, I'm so excited. Okay, I will basically do everything because it's going to be a Matt and, Matt and Gary heavy show today because I've seen no telly. I don't know why. Last night we were out at a birthday celebration and I've no excuse why I've not seen anything else because I have access to the, things, tele- that we've, yeah, the things we've spoken about but not seen any I'd, of them. I'd and like Gary's... you know, when I do that, when I have a life, you have a real go at me and go, oh, commitment to a TV podcast, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> And then you, when you do it, it's like, oh, look at me, everybody. I've got a life, yeah. and, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'm just too busy to entertain yeah. the nation. So, firstly, news front. No Doctor Who this year is going to be back in 2017 with Stephen Moffat leaving and uh, our old mate Chris Chibnall taking oh, over the role. See. What yeah. What I'm happy about is it is someone else who's a fan of the show that's taking over, because I think that's important. I think Doctor well, Who... Well, Luke did... was up for the job. So. Well, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I was going to make it a gritty crime drama. But then I realised he can't write. Six episodes of Doctor Who Chris Chibnall's have written, including Dinosaurs on a Spaceship. That sounds like a kid's show, that one, doesn't it? Dinosaurs on a kid's show. <laughs> that featured Mitchell and Webb as, as robots. There you go. Background. None of this sounds like it's real, but I've no way of checking. BBC held a big event on Monday uh, to tell people of their plans of what's going to happen to BBC Three when it moves online on the 16th of next month. Basically, 
everything we know we knew already but a few more added programs you can see the full list and full details of the move online on the website at the custardtv.com um gary yes go with to the western area Billions, which is co-produced by Showtime in America, or is produced by Showtime in America, yeah. uh, has gotten a second series after only one or two episodes of being shown in the in the on the United States television, which I think is quite amazing. Bloody hell, that was a long way of saying there were two on. Well, indeed, this stars <laughs> Damien Lewis, previously of Homeland um, and Wolf Hall, and he's being shown on this country on Sky Atlantic eventually because of the new arrangement with uh, Showtime and Sky Atlantic. It's unusual if for we, America... If we were playing a, game, a drinking game where you got names right, I'd have had to have two sips there. No, if... three. Damien Lewis, Homeland and Wolf Hall. I know. It's almost as if I had researched it. Um, Stephen King thriller 111263 is also going to share on air on Fox in this country. If that date means anything to you, it is, of course, the date where uh, President Kennedy was assassinated. And this Stephen King thriller is about someone going back in time and... Uh, doing stuff with it. It stars somebody famous. Oh, damn it. I was looking for a drink then. Uh, <laughs> Who does it um... star? Come on, Gary. I believe in you. <sighs> no. What's it called again? It's 112263. Did you actually take a drink then? I did. <laughs> you got the name right again. <laughs> James Franco. Thank you. Yeah, I knew it was someone important. And what's James Franco from, Harry? Television? Not oh, necessarily, uh, no. I don't know, actually. I'm, I'm familiar with the name, but I don't know what film he was also, in. Also, Chris Cooper as well is in this. Oh. Two short reviews. Uh, the return last night of Madam Secretary on Sky Living. Uh, Who it's Series. Uh, many people didn't get that far. Yeah, I know Luke makes his new joke there. Uh, excellent series starring Tia Leone, or however on earth you're supposed to pronounce that, as the second fate. In this first episode, due to a set of unfortunate circumstances, she ends up being the acting president for one episode, uh, and um, it's uh, quite good still. She's Fact. acting all the way yeah, through yeah, it, though, yeah, to be fair. She's not just suddenly who's the, become who's an actor. the dancing president? <laughs> well, no, but I mean... And secondly, a new show on sci-fi called Killjoys. This was hidden away. Well, it was quite well promoted, but mostly only if you were watching sci-fi. And if it was on a bus. <laughs> not on the side of a bus, no. It wasn't that well promoted. Uh, set in the future, set in space, two bounty hunters who basically work for a government agency that... Do you know what? I genuinely, genuinely thought he was going to say Bouncing Castles then. <laughs> I really did. Two Bouncing Castles in space. <laughs> That's a whole different show that I'll be talking about next week. They collect debts, basically, on people. So if people owe money or, you know, they haven't paid their TV license... Yeah, they're, they're Bounty Castles. Or Indeed, no, bounty, bounty Castles. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and uh, it's quite good. I, I came in a little bit sceptical because sci-fi and 8 o'clock often mean sort of not very good shows. I mean, I've, I've often lamented about some of the stuff that goes on at 8 o'clock, and sci-fi is no different. It's not exactly one I'd go out of my way to see, but if you can catch a repeat, or if you're a sci-fi fan, because let's face it, there isn't a huge amount of great sci-fi on, as I've said before, then this is worth catching. And there ends the uh, Gary Goes West portion of the show. I shall now come back. <laughs> Oh, 
Well, I've seen nothing. So, so it's basically going to be them talking, but I will intro each one. And congratulations again to Gary. I don't want to overpraise him, but we're th- two episodes in to Call the Midwife, a show we saw at Christmas and said he would probably watch, and he stayed true to his word. We're now on episode two of the current series, and I have to and say I... those words Matt always says, Gary, what did you think of it? Well, again, this was quite a good episode. I'm, I'm surprised that it's still quite challenging and thought-provoking. Mm. I never thought that that's what this show was about. I always thought this was about, you know, being a midwife. I, I didn't necessarily think they would deal with such issues. And, you know, this week they talked about the difference between uh, bottle feeding and breastfeeding. Uh, there mm-hmm. was a lot always of stuff contentious. about... Indeed, uh, there was also a lot of stuff in there about the the sort of depression around you know lack of work around the docks and things like that. There was even mentions of Tottenham Hotspur winning the FA Cup and the double, which I was quite happy about. Uh, <laughs> I so, was thinking, oh about, I was thinking, I was thinking about you when that they did that bit. I was thinking, I, I, I wanted so to... catered for you now, isn't it? Yeah, um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I I have to say this was quite an emotional episode for it me. It was totally. Toes the most. I think Catherine Rose Morley's the actress, isn't it, from Last Tango in Halifax? He yeah. was he was the one who's laid off from the docks for sort yes. of being found sleeping, and then it turned out he had leukemia, and they were trying to keep him alive so, so he could watch his baby being born or something like that. So well, they kept, they kept him alive so that just so he could get yeah, so he could meet his son. That's it. Before is he that died. the one from from the Bon Jovi song? Johnny used to work on the docks. Yeah, the union's been on strike. Remember that bit, He's Matt, when down. Luke said he wasn't going to say much about the program. <laughs> oh, I, I didn't say I wouldn't sing Bon Jovi throughout. Oh, that's true. That's a good point. You didn't say that. Matt. And how I suppose... much can they show of the breast side at that time? <laughs> well, that sounded wrong. I didn't mean yeah, that. But no, how, I how know much? What you mean. No, I don't. I don't yeah. They didn't. The, the normal kind of like with a covered sheet. Mm. So oh. and you saw blood <laughs> blood emanating from it at one point. But I mean, you see oh. pretty much, you know, you see pretty much a child being <laughs> I can't born. Believe without... we're discussing this. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> but you see a whole child being born, but without a whole child. Whole child. Yeah. <laughs> Just explain to me again, Gary. What is it for you that's keeping you so? I, I think it's the fact... into it. Uh, a the lack of Miranda, as you mentioned before. Sometimes you want a show that isn't. A cop show uh, sometimes, you know, you want something that doesn't feature death and murder as its main subject. And you know, this, this this is something different. And also, I think, you know, the time period now has got more into familiar is it territory. It's 61, isn't it? It's 61. So, I mean, we're, we're kind of only 11, 13 years before uh, the birth of Gary. Before uh, another whole child was born. Indeed. I don't know. I don't know what podcast. it is, but it, it's, it's, it's kind of, I think also as well. I mean, Charlotte Ritchie's a very good actress, I think. Mm. You know, I mean, obviously, I think that's helping. I think I think the whole ensemble is, is brilliant. Um, Linda yeah. Bassett this week got to show off her, her skills when we had the God, story. God, I wonder what you're going to say. With her, show the story her. with her meeting a man at Spanish class and then learning. Yeah. He, she thought he was widowed, but it turned out his wife had dementia and her trying to cope with that. So it's nice and, and uplifting, always... Luke, as you can and, tell. And, and, and it always the way. It's, it's quite... Nice. That's much more I can say about it. Sticking yeah. with the 60s, because you can spoil this as well, I've got it, just haven't seen it. It was the final episode of Sean Evans and Roger Alam with Endeavour Sunday. Uh, this is going to be replaced this coming Sunday with ITV's Vera, so Woo-hoo. we won't be watching ITV for four <laughs> weeks. But um, 
you know, Matt wrote on Twitter that it was one of the best pieces of drama he's seen for a mm. long time. What was the basic it, premise it and what huge... made it so, you know, engrossing? Well, there was the story about um, Morse going back to his Oxford college, wasn't there, and meeting one of his old tutors, played by Mark Heap, who um, had a younger wife. Did he, he do the usual Mark Heap job, or did he sort of calm it down a bit? He calmed did it he down can... a bit. Yeah. I think <laughs> It was still quite heapish, I have yeah. to say. Did he heap so, it on? <laughs> he, he heaped it on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm glad so I came, but I haven't he, seen he, any challenge. He asked, <laughs> asked Morse to sort of what his wife was up to, and then she said, oh, I think he might have murdered someone. And then there was this other plot about um, this gangster family, wasn't there? And, and yeah, there the was head the, of the family dying. And it basically. And then it basically climaxed with like a sort of good half an hour bank heist where all the sort of stories merged together didn't they what i like about endeavor is that you get all those different scenes at the start with the Mm. characters that are disparate and you don't know how they connect at the start it's it's like a murderous version of only connect Mm. isn't it yeah yeah Yeah. some of the contestants on only connect do look like they could murder I watched an old episode of Only Connect. That big bloke out of the chase won it once. Yeah, Mark the Bat. He yeah, was, I didn't um, realise that. And, and we'll let's talk let's about stay him on topic. Let's we'll stay on topic. Okay, sorry. So Endeavour, I thought the last... Because it combined the stuff about Fred Thursday and his illness and his, basically, he's he's going to snuff it soon. Except um, puffed up a bullet, which I think was impressive. Um, and then, um, obviously, they sort of dealt finally with Morsi's feelings for Thursday's daughter as well. Interesting where they're going to go with it now because he's he's sat his um, is it his sergeant's exam. Well, yeah, he sat his sergeant's exam. But one of the things that that perhaps didn't get picked up in our episode last week is that the police sergeant has been promoted to detective sergeant, and there's only one detective mm. sergeant on the squad. Yeah, which kind of implies that Morse might have to move to you know to move on in his career. But I'm sure that, and we all kind of thought, well, with Thursday being ill, then. And in this episode, he was suspended, wasn't well, they, he? Yeah, the they did mention day, that so. it would be, and that he could make a good inspector. So whether he will become Inspector Morse in the first, well, that's right. I, I don't think they can carry it on much longer because I think this series has been the weakest of the. It's still been bonk- brilliant. I mean, bonkers well, is a word I use. Still for this. good, but the weakest I think that they've done I'd, so far. I wouldn't be surprised if, when it comes back, we we've moved forward a little bit in time. I wouldn't be surprised if perhaps they they take the view of. You know, going because I still think we're in the mid early sixties, aren't we? We're not. There's the no mid time. early sixties. We're not. I the, mean, mid we're early. Still, <laughs> the, the mid early. The mid early. The mid early sixties. No, sixty one. <laughs> that's uh, not mid. That's the beginning of. I can't get away with nothing on this show, can I? The early sixties. So I don't know whether perhaps they could move it on. I don't know. Maybe do an episode based around the World Cup or something. It's not really our fault. If you're going to continue to spout rubbish, then we well, will pick you up on it. If Gary, if you remember in the last series, Gary, if you remember one episode was set around the 1966 World Cup final, What's then... Oh, okay, so we must be in the late 1967. 60s. We're in the mid-late 60s, mid-late I think. 60s. <laughs> yeah. Late period. Okay, well, maybe next time we'll go into the 70s. I don't know. But anyway, yeah. I still like it. One thing that I do know is ITV, don't ever make this into a one-hour programme. Please keep it at two hours. As you mentioned him, Mark Labette, he, uh, of the Chase fame, was uh, part of a new ITV reality series called Sugar Free Farm, which a lot of people scoffed at 
and Matt watched it ironically while he was scoffing. Yeah, no, so I, he enjoyed I, it. I, I thought, obviously, I thought going in, oh, this is another sort of flock stars or whatever the other celebrity shows they've done recently. I, it, I, I really liked it. I think part of the charm of it is that the majority you were the, eating at the time. The majority of the celebrities are there for a good reason. You know, they want to lose weight. They they want to stave off sugar. Basically, the premise is that six celebrities who eat far too much sugary stuff uh, go to live on a farm to make and cook their own non-sugary meals. Basically, they got a good bunch of celebrities. Mark Labette was sort of the one who wasn't really acting up for the cameras, was like laughing when there was sort of other nonsense going on. Jennifer Ellison, who has actually ballooned since I last saw her on TV. Oh, yeah. But there was a, a really like emotional scene where she got a baby calf to uh, take to a bottle of formula, sort of linking in quite nicely to call the Was midwife. she drinking it at the time? No, no. Um, okay. Because... Um, the calves are separated from their mothers and if they can't get them to drink the formula then they'll be killed but Jennifer Ellison managed it and I just think hers is an interesting story she spends too much time drinking fizzy drinks because she's busy with her dance studio and it's just it's a good concept they've got good celebrities and it's something where you want them to do well you want them to lose their weight there's a gag there hold on pineapple lilt dance studios no there's not a joke there move on like that. <laughs> I thought there was a joke there. There no, wasn't one. There's, there's not. No. From Sugar Free Farm to the great British sport relief bake-off. Oh, um, cake time. Did you not even seen... watch this? No, not seen anything. I don't tend to watch this live. Anyway, okay. this the the sport relief ones, all the comic relief ones, because I can't bear the bits in the middle where they talk about people who need bloody things. Africa, bloody Africa, people <laughs> get by my cake. And the four contestants uh, were one girl out of EastEnders who plays Maddie Hill. Uh, Maddie Hill, that's her. Yeah, Jason Manford, or yeah, Jason Manford. I got that right. Hey, take a drink, Luke. Yeah, take a drink. Uh, David James, former England goalkeeper, and her royal wifeness. What? Sam Can, who actually came off pretty well in this show as quite yeah, normal and um, and quite shy. So, although someone who knows who can knock up a batch of olivons quite quickly with no trouble, well, whereas the others struggles. Well, I think I think as someone said, she's probably eaten more olivons than the rest. So yeah, uh, yeah, not like Jason Manford who did that thing about. Dad, what's for tea? Volivons, kids. Yay! No one really sort of shone in the sense of there were no outstanding performances, I don't think. No. I, don't, I get the impression in this they're a lot nicer, the judges. There's no real... I thought Maddie purposes. Hill did well, but she she spoiled it with the technical challenge where she poured loads of salt into her parish Yeah, breast. a pinch of salt turned out to be almost like a handful of salt. Yeah, a thimble. Was it... I mean, was it fun or... Yeah, yeah David James was was quite funny in the sense that he really cannot cook and thinks he can for the camera. But so, and Jason the, Manford was funny, you know. The, yeah, the highlight for me was the line about because Jason Manford had made them uh, canapé manapés, hadn't he? Which yeah, manapés, uh, black pudding and scallop, and he'd done like a little ridge at the end. And Mary Berry had said, "It's good that you've got something to hold on to when you put it into your mouth." Okay, um, uh, two more shows. 
Discover, this is Daniela. Hi, it's Jennifer Coolidge. I just want to thank you for making me feel so special. I earned cash back on debit for my dinner party groceries. That's great. But with Discover Cashback Debit, we give everyone cash back on everyday purchases. Anything else I can help you with? Do you like asparagus and mushroom sorbet? I've got leftovers. Introducing Discover Cashback Debit, a checking account with cash back. It pays to discover. Eligibility in terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Then uh, we will uh, we'll give um, no Matt's seen them both, so we can't give Matt's vocal cords the rest. But I know that you both have opposing views on the next show, which is a a ten part drama from Sky. Uh, build a Stan Lee's first UK project, though, as Matt quite rightly points out in his article at thecustardtv.com, there is very little uh, Stan Lee mentioned within the. Production. Well, he was in it. Yeah, he was in it, but apart from that, he pops up. He didn't write it or direct it or... No. It was maybe, just his idea. Yeah, maybe they concept. just took in the scripts and he nodded or whatever. So this is stars James Nesbitt, seem to be returning to your screens in Cold Feet later in the year. Um, and he is a policeman who gets given a bracelet. The bracelet makes him lucky, but he's warned that... It could bring bad luck as well, and that's basically what Lucky Man is. If you read Matt's article on the website, you'll know he found it a bit generic, a bit sky drama, which means looks good, you know, lots of nice scenes of uh, London. That's why I'm actually, not surprised Gary liked it. Which may, but ultimately <laughs> completely devoid of proper characters and mm. a very grippy story. I mean, James Nesbitt is, is charismatic, I said this. I like him, and I'd like to see more of Eve Best, but I don't bl- believe them as a couple. No, no. Uh, and it's it's very stylish, but it's style over substance for me. And most Sky dramas are style. I mean, even Critical was style over substance. Gary, you had a different view to me. Well, I, I, I quite liked this because I had trepidation going into it because I didn't quite see how this would work as a concept. You know, the, the whole idea of someone getting luck via a bracelet. So what I was quite happy with was the fact so you that... You were just annoyed it was a bracelet. You thought it no, was... No, 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 no. If no, it's no, a rabbit's no. foot, I believe it completely. No, believe no, no. So I went in thinking, well, how would this work? And actually, I just thought it was quite well executed, quite believable. Yeah, OK, I could agree with the style over substance. And I could agree that the, the only real characters that got progressed were the main characters. You know, the James Nesbitt, even Darren Boyd's character was a little bit like just a snarky little you know insult here and there but i i quite liked it and i thought i was I, quite, I, I was quite taken aback by how well they did the concept considering how much almost you know, felt worried. it almost got a bit touched of clothy at points for me where you know mm-hmm. where Stephen mcintosh came on screen it reminded me of julian rintot in 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 Cloth. yeah i thought i only saw the advert and yeah. i thought he was really bad in the ad yeah. so yeah you don't I'd... step out of line again, uh, whatever his character's name was. Cloth. I can see what you're saying. I'm not going to completely say I agree, but I, 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 you know, we often say this. You need when you when you bring in new characters or you do a new show, you need something new in there in order to help the, the, them learn. So I think that you know the new police chief is just a way for us to interact with new characters. You know, for him to ask questions and. And interact with people I did think like us, the viewers. So, Ern Gorman made for a good pathologist, though, if anything. He was the yeah. best cast member. And I, cast. I think the other detective that's working with him was very good. I don't know her name, surprisingly. She's good at the chase. Yes. I've never <laughs> seen her on the chase. Uh, there are nine <laughs> episodes remaining. Matt, 
any interest in the, um, the future nine, no. Gary? Any interest yeah. in the future nine? They all yeah. turn up at his best of the year. Let's be honest. Do you, do you know that critical you spent thirteen hours with? And yeah, and I know... liked it. <laughs> I did. I disagree. How, you, how, with you how far? I'll, I'll do an impromptu. How far oh, did yeah, Gary yeah. get? How far yeah. did you get with Fortitude? Oh, about two episodes. Didn't like it. Far, far too slow and plodding. Nice idea, just not well executed. Again, that really was that was style over substance and a big cast. So. And finally, uh, BBC Three did it again, or did they? I am talking about the murder <laughs> games. It, I don't know. I've not seen any telly this week. I'm talking. <laughs> I've seen I nothing. That. I know it's just to cover me on both sides. Um, murder Games was um, another documentary drama in the style of. My murdered by my boyfriend, which it Matt wasn't. actually picked. It wasn't in the style. No, oh, wasn't it? Okay. No, no, no. Well, I'll let you. So I, I'll leave this then. one, Luke. Yeah, yeah I've seen up. no telly. Um, I've done well up to this point. Basically, there was elements of drama in this, but this was primarily a documentary um, <clears> talking <throat> to the uh, family and friends of Breck, Be- Breck Bedner, who yeah. was a fourteen. They didn't make year- that easy for you, to be fair. <laughs> did a fourteen-year-old boy who was. Um, murdered after meeting someone online, an older boy, I think he was about 18. The the boy who murdered him ran this server and over a course of a year groomed him basically, got um, got him isolated from his friends, from his mum, and basically said, you know, you're really intelligent, no one's giving you credit for it. And uh, basically the end saw him go over to his house, Breck went over to this guy Lewis's house and was murdered by him basically. Um, and I thought of everything in it, the weakest element for me. I don't know if you agree with me, Gary. Were the dramatized elements? Um, yeah, I think I think the only reason they had the dramatized elements in it was was because those obviously bits were missing from mm, anybody. Could, there was conversations yeah. that only they had that they couldn't obviously. But I, I'm assuming a lot of it they took from transcripts and stuff like that, and I would have preferred to hear those just being read, perhaps rather than well being maybe, acted yeah. out by the blo- the boy from Cradle to the Grave. Yeah. Um, uh, it's, it's oh really? Yeah. Oh god! <laughs> this was an amazing story. This the the all all of the the people involved the the friends were very well spoken. I thought for teenage boys, and I thought if he was anything like them, then he was obviously quite a you know and a well turned out. I've young seen man. I've seen this story before because it was on something I'd watched because his mum's American. Yeah, isn't that's she? right. You'd be his dad. I've seen his dad. her on something. Yeah, yeah. Well, she now works as a campaigner for. She, um, she's been on lots of internet news safety. Stuff. Yeah, about yeah. about. There was a clip of her on the Nikki Campbell show, wasn't there, where someone says the book stop with, stops with the parents, and that got her yeah. really upset. And then you saw everything his parents did to try him wane him away uh, from Lewis. It, it's quite strange because you hear all the sort of stories about, about this, but the, the, the important thing was the parents did seem to do more. You know, they had open door policy on him in his bedroom. You know, it appears that they were very restrictive. I mean, on... Lewis was arguing with Breck's mother at one point about him going to church and things like that. I mean, at the end of the day, though, the only reason why he went round to his house, the, you know, the day that he was killed, yeah. was that he said, that Lewis said... I am dying. I want you to take over this server. I want you to take over my business. Well, no, he he didn't. He said he wanted to take over his business, not necessarily just because the server. Yeah, okay. The, yeah, the business in general. That's what. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. He basically lied and said he was. 
you know, he had a terminal illness. I mean, I found this utterly emotional towards the end. When I, 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 I think very much like Cyberbully, it, it mm. kind of made me want to get off the internet almost. You know, it's like yeah, it, re- I, I mean, it really does make you think. Mm. And I think, again, this, as we've had, and if you look on the website, there's the news about what they'll be doing with BBC Three when it goes online and stuff like that. When it does go online, a programme like this still needs to be shown on prime time because it yeah. needs... It needs to be seen by as many people as possible. I know they said they're putting everything on BBC One or Two, but that is going to be on at like you know, quarter to eleven, at half eleven. Yeah, it'll be on at nine. Needs to be on. This needs to be on at nine. This needs to be shown in schools to because at the end of the day, you know, he's fourteen. It needs yeah. to be shown to like you know, young teens or even younger people who spend a lot of time on the internet, spend a lot of time playing games. I just found it fascinating. I just think I think and many youngsters need to see this as possible because it, it's mm. a fascinating story about and, and I, I, I think the, that that underlying theme is it also it didn't matter what the parents did no. you know, as you say it, well, the parents, uh, parents yeah. more than most would have done in that situation at the end of the day what he was doing all the emotional manipulation that he heaped on top of him really mm. didn't work all that much because they said just before he was murdered he went to Spain on a school trip you know he met a girl he looked happy. There was pictures of it, you know. They and I think if if he hadn't have been sent that text about him dying, then he wouldn't, you know, he wouldn't have gone to his house and he wouldn't have been murdered. As, I, as I know. Been... I've missed me talking to, but yeah. <laughs> it's time. Is this a good no, time no, to on, say on, that they're on. casting for Catfish UK? Yeah. I know. I'm excited. Uh, I, I more than you ever. Quickly, sorry. Hello. Very quickly. I hello. Watched, I hello. That's I watched my uh, line. The other one, sorry, yeah, bonjour. Uh, I watched another one in this series, Troll Hunters, today. Oh, yeah, go on. Uh, yeah. Which which isn't quite as good and actually uh, made me sort of reminisce about the Richard Baker one that I think was done a lot better. Oh, I thought you uh, made you reminisce about actual trolls. No. With the pink uh, hair and the... Indeed, yes. <laughs> uh, this was basically a fashion blogger who decided to try and find and confront some of other people's trolls. So M. A, a model. Ford. M. Ford. That, thank you very much. I kind of lost interest when the when Louise Mensch became involved because I'm not. <laughs> uh, okay. I, I would never troll the woman. I'm not saying that, but I'm not. A fan. He is. He that, is saying that's that. That's a sentence I never. <laughs> Gary would. I. I, I believe. I lost interest. Louise Mensch got involved. I know. I know. I really miss my input as well. I really have. I'm, I can only apologise to people. Do you pick of in. the week then, Luke? I don't have one. Um. Oh! <laughs> um. I am going to... I mean, it's it's slim pick of the week pickings to be... Well, I'll do mine first, be, then, Yeah, I know what yours is going to be, and I wanted to do it, but I'll let you do it. Go on. What, cats versus dogs, which is best? No, it wasn't going <laughs> to do that. good wife, of course. Oh, bugger you. Yeah. <laughs> I was going uh, to do that. Back tonight, well, it's Thursday night, but you won't be listening to... You'll be listening to this on Friday, so it was on last night. If you're lucky. Uh, <laughs> well, whenever you watch it, it's on Thursdays on more for... <laughs> Yeah. At 9pm and watch it because it's great. This is the first series where Alicia's sort of not working for a law firm, you know, either Lockhart Gardner or the one she and Carrie set up. It's just her on her own deciding what she wants to do with her life next. The uh, new addition to the cast is Kush Jumbo, who uh, yeah. you'll, you'll know from Vera, as we mentioned mm-hmm. earlier, and getting on as well. Um, also joining the cast, Margot Martindale, who is absolutely fantastic in this, as she is in everything. Love her. Yeah, and it's just, um, give it a go. Uh, if you haven't seen it before, you probably, I don't know, could you come in at season seven? 
I don't know. Get us a I, I, Netflix and watch the first six. There you go. I don't think you could enjoy it to the same degree. So there you are. Watch I'm, everything I'm, on. I'm, go. At of, I'm at the end of season three, so. You're still enjoying it, Gary? Oh, yeah, still good. Still good. Okay, so season seven on the horizon. Uh, Gary, what's your pick of the week? Well, I, I'm going to cheat a little bit and say it's the continuation of this sort of online series on BBC okay. Three. Uh, because there's webcam you've boys. Got the, yeah, you've got uh, you've got webcam <laughs> boys. You've got Rise of the Gamer, haven't you? Uh, the virtual no. reality. Tiger Vir- Drew Honey is that tonight? The virtual reality virgin. Uh, yeah, no, that's next. No, not tonight. Next, vloggers next next okay. Tuesday. Rise of the Superstar vloggers uh, and the so super. Yeah. So uh, there's a lot of lineups. Yeah. So lots of things yeah. that I'm Luke. Try next week. It's hard. I'm going to go and surprise you. Um, we haven't talked about it since it began, and we had varying views, but it probably is the best drama on telly this coming week. Uh, Deutschland 83. Sunday okay. it continues on Channel 4. And now Yay! we do the quiz. Yay! <laughs> So basically, the quiz ended with Matt 9, Luke 7. So basically, this version of the quiz, to find out who's the overall quiz champion 2016, will be that Matt has the opportunity to answer nine questions, and Luke has the option to answer only seven questions. And the winner but will be... Gary, how, how is that fair? Again. Gary, well, I'm going to... Yeah, go on, yeah. Can go I on. just put something to you? You know how we pick numbers? Do, are we still picking numbers? No. Bugger. All right. I think gonna... I've been watching a lot of Minder over Christmas. But shouldn't shouldn't <laughs> uh, shouldn't I get nine and Matt get seven? No, because if it's the most points, how is that an advantage okay. for Matt who won the most points? So just let okay. mine in charge of the quiz. Oh. So Luke, so <laughs> I've got nine questions. So yeah, I you've could, got two more. I could go to eighteen. Yeah. Yeah. No. Okay. I don't know the how this is going to work. Let's zero, Gary, zero. you just. Oh, the, co- the scores are zero zero. Scores are oh. zero zero. Okay. This is the final round. Okay. Okay. I'm feeling a so bit I've sick now. So I've got more of an advantage going in. Yeah. Okay. You've got okay. it. Okay. Right. Let's go. I know now why you didn't get the question QI number job. one. Question number one to Matt. Which antisocial television character does not like pickles? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Did I hear that right? Oh, God. Oh. oh, I can't even hazard a guess. Oscar the Grouch. Oscar the Grouch is not correct. Luke, would you like a chance for half a point? No, not, not a chance, sorry. It's uh, House. Dr. Gregory House. Oh, I never watched House. Uh, oh, I was going to say, do you mean Pickles the dog that found the World Cup? No, no, not him. No, just Pickles. No. Pickles. Question, four, question one for Luke. What was the name of Sonny Crockett's pet alligator in the cult TV series Miami Vice? What the hell is going on? <laughs> Never said it easy, it's the final round! I have no idea, I'm just going to go with Steve. It's close, Elvis. <sighs> Didn't Clarissa explain to all have an alligator called Elvis as well? Possibly. 
I need to find that out. <laughs> right, next. Uh, the, what are the scores at the moment, Gary? <laughs> well, zero, zero at the moment. <laughs> Which Sergeant Detective Lieutenant worked with scientist Ted Olson under the watchful eye of Captain Ed Hocken? <laughs> Is it Quincy? No, it's uh, Sergeant Frank Drebben in the police squad. Oh, of course it is. I recognise the names, you see. Yeah, you see. Could this be... <laughs> we could get seven wrong and nine wrong like that. <laughs> keep going, keep going. She did have a pet alligator called Elvis. Apart Thank from... God. If you'd asked me that, I'd have got that right. <laughs> Apart from Dr. Teeth, name any two members of the Muppet band, Dr. Teeth and the Electric oh. Mayhem. Animal. Correct. Oh, come on, give me another second. I've got one in my mind. I, I know one. Zoot! No. Oh, there is Zoot. Lip. You're right. Sorry, you're right. It's a point. I could only me. think of... I could see Lips. I feel I only... that was longer than ten seconds. No. Well, I, 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 Lips is also there as well, as well as Sergeant Floyd Pepper. Janice. I don't know And that. Janice, yes, well done. I didn't know Janice or Floyd Pepper. Jack Bauer and Aaron Pierce are the only two characters that have appeared in seven series of the tw- tw- television series 24. What does Aaron Pierce do for a living, man? He's a Secret Service agent. Correct. Okay, Luke. The car in the Knight Rider series was called Kit. What does Kit stand for? I know that I is intelligence. No. no. Okay, I don't no. know then. Night Industries 2000. I'd have never got that. I'd have never got that. So, halfway through the quiz, we're going to stop there. <laughs> I'll be back next week with a special musical round. And that is it for another week. The Custard TV podcast draws to a close. Don't forget you can visit the website itself where you can find all our writings, thecustardtv.com, also live on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash thecustardtv, and all three of us have a place within Twitter. I'm at Luke Custard TV, Gary is at The Gary Show, and Matt is Matt's TV Bites. Make sure you join us next time and don't forget to subscribe on iTunes and get this delivered to the MP3 player of your choice. And as always, tell your friends about us. Tell them how you listen to a TV podcast where one person doesn't actually watch any TV. I'm sure they'll be curious. Ta-ta! Download this podcast from thecustardtv.com It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.